You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to Gospel Theory. This is um, Isaac and Trusta Neil, and we are finding the truth of Jesus Christ through all of the myths, those rumors, and those bad definitions. And today, we're going to teach you a pattern, a really cool pattern. In fact, I think it's the best pattern I've ever discovered for so many reasons. Oh, come on. Uh, it can't really, be the best pattern. I don't know. You know how you discover something new and you're like, this is the best ever. Well, <laughs> I have, I can't find a bad thing about it. This is a, that great of a pattern. Isn't that amazing that personal revelation and, and that kind of stuff can do that for you? Like, yes. It's just amazing. I mean, I'm discovering so many things in my personal life at this moment in my life. And you really do feel like it's the best thing ever and you can't stop talking about it because it's the only thing that you can talk about. It's so cool. I teach a body language communication class and I'm like, you guys use this pattern in your communication. It's so cool. And they're like, whoa, this is good. <laughs> so wait, so what is the pattern then? Oh no, I'm not going to tell you yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you yet, <laughs> but I'll tell you how good it is first. <laughs> okay. So also this pattern I discovered is really good for goal setting. Okay. Like really amazing goal setting. So let me tell you how I discovered this pattern. Okay. So I'm reading as you guys, and I probably have said this on this podcast before, but my children came to me last year and said, mom, we've got to read seven habits for highly effective families. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I flat out said no. It's such a classic book, though. Like, well, I didn't even know there was one for families. First of all, I thought it was just highly effective people, but there is a separation here. Yeah. Well, you read the teens one when you were a teenager. Yeah, I love that one. So why didn't they bring that one up? Well, because they had already read it. <laughs> was it on their own accord? <laughs> oh, yeah. They. That's well, amazing. I guess I bought it for them for Christmas the year before, and they were both reading it together and both talking about it. And I was like, you know, would jump in the conversation occasionally. Yeah, and it was super fun. Especially for us. It's like, oh, we know that stuff. Like, yeah. We like, dismiss it so much. I've already read people. I don't need to read families. That's kind yeah. of was my attitude. Okay. Yeah. And plus, it's hard. Because if you're going to read it, you have to implement yeah, it. Yeah, it's not just a book that you get to, oh, that was nice put away no it's one of those like they're in your face like you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong and i didn't want to be told what i was doing wrong right <laughs> so true in life we're like we're so resistant to do something that you know is going to be beneficial exactly. but you're like i don't want to do it because it's going to make me do things i don't want to do. exactly exactly and that was this when my kid when well you know that tiek and natalia t- um um came to me and told me to do this and i'm like no and they're like all right. And so they, a couple of weeks later, mom, no, we really think we ought to. And I was like, guys, it's too hard. Our family <laughs> is not up for this challenge. And they're like, why not? And I was like, Be- uh, uh, oh, because I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, right? There's the truth, right? Okay. So we finally started reading it. I finally gave in. We started it in September. Okay. This is January now. And and so we are through Habit 7. In fact, we just finished Habit 7 yesterday. Sharpening the saw. No, no, I'm sorry, not Habit 7. Habit 4. 
Oh, sorry, four. sorry. Oh, win-win. 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 Love yeah, we one. just finished win-win. And we've been implementing implementing all of these new little things that we choose that we can help a family books like that, along the They're whole hard, way. They're hard, but I love them. I, I do too. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like doing the dishes. It's really hard, but when it's done, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, or uh, see, a novel is for entertainment. Yes. Those kind, that's, I think that's why I always loved nonfiction growing mm-hmm. up is because I was grown up with these self-help books and and uh and self-development and it means i had to do something which is why i didn't always read all the time because i knew it meant that i had to do something (laughs) right so that's what i love about these books but novels are for fun like i read harry potter i do get things out of it and i do take principles and Mm -hmm. apply them to uh, politics and i do take principles and, and and apply them to gospel principles yeah. and it's actually really easy to do that with harry potter well and I love and they, that. novels that you can do that like yeah. character attributes and stuff it's like that so much so more cool. fun yeah than doing a self-help book yes that means yes you have to do i wanted to read a novel <laughs> right. and i'm not a novel reader <laughs> but i as a family Even... i'd rather I prefer a novel right exactly <laughs> but they wanted to do this anyway so we got to it was back in september back when we were very first getting started and and uh, Stephen R. Covey, funny, great writer, right? But mm-hmm. he would say, oh, and all you'd have to do is implement the four human gifts. And I was like, what are the four human gifts? And then we'd read the next section. And then all you have to do is implement the four human gifts. I'm like, what are the four human gifts? <laughs> I was so excited. Like, wait a minute, what are these gifts? And we finally got to the section of the four human gifts. And I was like, right on. <laughs> So a little bit of background before we tell you that um, there was, I was teaching a, a geometry class, a geometry four, which means all about the square and all about the number four within the scriptures, within the principles of that, you know, taking the characteristics of the square and finding them how it applies to God. Mm-hmm. So um, as I was studying and researching the number four, like what, what things are, have the four in it, this thing that with... Um, humans have four qualities Four humans have four qualities and i was like so what i mean i don't know if that's true i don't know if that's mm-hmm. good i don't yeah. know if that thing i'm not going to teach that because i don't know it so that was my little instinct kind of thing in the background right and then he introduces the four human gifts now i'm just going to tell them to you okay so the four human gifts are self-awareness um consciousness imagination and independent will Okay. Okay. So I was like, yeah, so what? So these are the gifts that God has given us as humans? Is that yeah. Okay. Think about it. Think about it as animals. Do animals, can animals think about what they think about? No, they have l- loop, lear- uh, single loop learning. Which single means loop learning. It's actually a technical term. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's very technical. So single loop learning is if the rock is hot, I need to move off the rock, right? It's oh, smart. Yeah. Like animals are very intelligent mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, they, they can adapt to their atmosphere. What they can't do is double loop learning, which means question why you were on the rock in the first place. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so there you go. So right, we yeah, so we have that ability, and 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 Anybody, animals don't. Animals that's don't. That's the difference. Right. Yeah, that's an important difference because there are differences in 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 humans and in animals um, unlike what people believe right? yeah, <laughs> unlike yeah. people they try to liken us into animals but no there's well, they, a lot of differences and and the biggest one is our brain mm-hmm. 
Right. So we have the kingdoms, right? Kingdom Animalia, Kingdom Plantae, yeah. and then we have Kingdom Human, <laughs> right? Yeah. Two people don't talk about that, but we are really We're in mammals, a different kingdom. But we are not animals. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So we should put ourselves into a different kingdom. Um, okay. So self-awareness is like thinking about what you think about, right? And yeah. then consciousness. Consciousness. What is? What, what do you think that means? Consciousness. Um... I don't know, like uh, having things. Do you have a conscience? Oh, conscience. Yeah. Not, uh, no, dude, subconscious and conscious. Yeah. Are you talking about like the conscious or the. Or the conscience, right? Or yeah. like, you know, the, what is that? The cricket? Yes, the cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Pinocchio's the, cricket. Yeah, or the spirit. You could like Yeah, the spirit. Too. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah, spirit. yeah. So your conscience is your your ability to know right from wrong, yeah. right? Your ability to understand that this is morally incorrect. Okay. Okay. So it's your conscience, yeah, and that's innate in all of us, right? It's an innate in every single one of us. It is incredible, like, and not to get too dark here, but um, you know, people who go, th children who have gone through child trafficking. Um, they know instinctly what they went through was wrong. They just don't know how it was wrong. Mm. You cannot train someone, a human, to be a slave. You can't train them fully yeah. to be a slave. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't fully train someone to be submit because they know instinctly that it is wrong or what they're doing in, at some level is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even as a little child, they yeah, know yeah. what is going on to them is wrong mm -hmm. and evil. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's a, it's, it is amazing. And and we're thinking about like, I love C.S. Lewis's book, A Mere Christianity, where he talks about that opening opening piece in there, the preface, I think, is where he's talking about our rights, right? We're thinking, okay, we, we want to have everybody... Um, follow these rights or do these things and do it the right way. But then we, and we say that that's their rights, right? But then we want our rights to be met too. And mm -hmm. sitting in the seat, well, he took my chair. Well, okay. Right. And I'm just thinking on the bus, right? And the person is sitting uh -huh. there, you stand up and walk away and then you come back and someone's taking your chair. Well, that's not fair. Well, what made it not fair? It's that inner conscience, right? Yeah. Your inner conscience has told you what fair and what not fair is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very innate in us. Okay, so the the third one is your imagination. Your imagination, you can think of the future. Right? You think of all of the things in your future how it can be better. Yeah, think of a child and how much wonder and amazement they have and how much hope they yeah, have. I can't wait to future. be a teenager. I can't wait to be an adult. I can't yeah, wait about that. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. They have all this hope. And you can turn it around and have all this despair. Oh, our future's doomed. Our future is mm. never going to be that, right? We can choo choose to choo turn it around, but we have an imagination. So what I loved about Kirk Duncan, he he never said when, because he hated the words, I don't know, because most of us do have the answers with inside of us. Most of us can find and know, at least have a path to the answer, mm -hmm. right? Especially as members of the church, we know that we can pray. We know that we can do these things that will help us find the answers and yeah. we're trained about it all the time mm -hmm. um but he so he hated the word i don't know so when he asked us a question he said pretend you know Ooh. the reason why i love that and it 
is annoying and my wife hates it now because I use it on her all the time. <laughs> but uh, she uses it on me too, so it's fair. Um, but they say, pretend you know, pretend you know. And that's using the imagination in yeah. order to see or... Or open your mind so they can go find other things to think about or other yeah, places to go to, to imagine. To and that's exactly... When we say, I don't know, it stops the thinking process. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I love about... It's bringing us back to the human gifts. Yeah, yeah. Is, I, I don't know, this is cool for me. So I'm hearing this for the first time, full disclosure. So this is why, <laughs> this is why it's, it's kind of eye-opening to me. That's cool. Yeah. And then the fourth one is your independent will, your ability to act, right? We have the ability to be act, acted upon, right? B- being told what to do and being mm-hmm. forced to do this and stuff like that. But we could choose to act for ourselves. And we have that, God gave us that ability to choose, to that choice, to act, to do something differently. Yeah. One of the best gifts, and a lot of people just want to be told what to do, but do you really? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Because God didn't make you that way. No. So, yeah. and it's okay to doubt. It's okay to, Mm -hmm. you know, we did another podcast on that the other day, and it's an innate human nature thing to do, so don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up for it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, we don't want to be coerced or t- uh, forced to do something, but we love to be persuaded. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's right? true. We do love to be. Like, yeah, don't... Te- tell, te- keep te- teaching me. Keep teaching me. Come on. Come on. I want to see if I'm ready to make this That's choice. That's so right? true. And, and exactly with Tiek and Natalia, who were trying to persuade me to read the book Seven Habits, right? I was like... Mm-hmm. Just keep working on me. I don't. I want to say yes, but I don't want to say yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it's so funny. Friends do that too. They're like, mm-hmm. come over. Yeah. Uh, how bad do you really want me to come over? <laughs> like, come on, tell me how bad. Like, tell me how much. Tell me all the things that are so great about me, so that way you'll make me to come over. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, <laughs> it's true. We but are like true. that. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So let's just give an example of these four human gifts. Um, a bad example, Hitler. Ooh. Did Hitler use all four of these gifts? I would say yes. I've studied him. So <laughs> so did was he self-aware of what he was doing? Oh, he knew exactly yeah, what 100%. he was doing. Yeah, 100%. But did he um, make the imagination and teach us, oh, in the future we could have that, 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 that. Yeah. yeah, he definitely yeah, he did that, did. right? He had a hope for and the future. And did he did what did he act on what he was teaching? Yep. A hundred percent, right? Okay, what he was missing was conscience. He was not obeying his conscience. Yeah. Right? That usually doesn't work out good for people. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's morally wrong to kill people. It's morally right. wrong to hate people. It just right. is. It's just, it's an innate thing within us. So he suppressed his conscience on what that. What would it take to do something like that? Like, what would it take to suppress? Because, you know, you hear about it all the time. It, I feel like it's small and simple things, right? Small and simple things, both good and evil, can lead you to finally suppressing that consciousness yeah. where you have no conscience anymore. Well, serial killers for some, they've suppressed their conscience, right? Yeah, because um, uh, they've practiced. Yeah, well, uh, addicts, they know it's wrong every time they take that cigarette, right? Or every time they take the yeah. whatever, drinking the alcohol, they're taking it over and over again. But every again. time they medicate, whatever, whatever, however it is that they medicate, mm-hmm. whether it's through Netflix or drugs, 
Yeah. However they medicate, then then it suppresses the consciousness. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's scary thought right there. <laughs> it is. It is right. And the spirit is it. It ha- and the spirit can't be there because he's the conscience, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's You're he's not going to be able to. Your own spirit. That's yeah. really sad. It is. That's it sad, is sad. sad. Yeah, it is sad. Okay, so that was a bad example, right? Okay. So let's take a good example. Um, Jesus? Okay. <laughs> Jesus is always the good example. But right, okay, but, we could go with Jesus, but right, I was thinking but, of your hero, George Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Let's talk about him. Okay, let's do George Washington. Okay, so was George Washington aware of the problem of where you know his culture? Yes, he was. Very wrote aware. about it and studied it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Was he, um, did he have a conscience? Did he know right from wrong and Absolutely. acted on that? Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what Did he know of a possibility of how the future could be better? Yes. Yeah. He saw it through the Bible. He saw it through Revelations. He saw it in... Well, the and angel Moroni teaching angel him. Angel Moroni teaching <laughs> yeah, him now yeah. that we know that. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. He knew. Great, imagine stuff. And then did he act upon what he knew? Absolutely. Obviously. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> in fact, he put his life on the line. Yeah, he did. Him. He did. Yeah. How cool, right? That we have these examples that you live by all of these four human gifts to the utmost, right? It's really, really powerful. So I want to just step back a second and talk about conscience because we are imagination. My son, who is an incredible imagination, ATN, who has yeah. just the imagination beyond anything I've ever, ever seen in a child. Um, he can. Um, so when he says, oh, one of the four humans gives his imagination. Oh, I've got that one down. <laughs> he was so excited. But we can also, and I think we maybe we touched on this, but we can also be conscious or be imagine bad, right? We can imagine the, the the things. But God didn't. God doesn't want us to imagine it to be worse. Look at all the things in the scriptures. He's always pointing us to, if you keep my commandments, you will prosper in the land. Mm. Right. This is how you prosper in the land. I want you to be happy. There's a better future. All you have to do is this and you'll have a better future or even just keep imagining living with me again or imagine this. I mean, all of these things he keeps telling us is always a better future. He never, ever, ever talks about a bad future. Well, it makes sense because if you think you are what you think, it's not what you are, what you eat. People like to think that. But, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I guess I'm so. But <laughs> really, it's <laughs> exactly. It's really you are what you think. Yeah. If you think the future is going to be bleak, you and that's something that I've been struggling with lately. I constantly think of how it, things could get worse, mm-hmm. and it's and I especially with the political environment currently. Yeah, right? and the way that the world is right now, it's yeah. just on. It feels like every day is on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my personal life, that still can have some improvement. There you go. Right. Yeah. There's there's still things in in our personal lives, and and and, and there's so much hope within our families right now mm-hmm. that we you know gives us the time to finally think about what really matters and i think it's totally important and, and but i know for me in my life i know that i can't think about the future in a bleak way yeah. even though i know that these things will happen mm-hmm. i know things are going to get worse 
but I can at least accept the fact that God's going to help us in our personal lives individually. Yeah. And that's yeah. what gives me hope. And, and it's, it's, it's not easy to think that way. Yeah. But it's totally Dr. Possible. Paul, do you remember him? Dr. Paul, uh, Paul Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Dr. Paul wrote a book on, on positive psychology and he talks amazingly about this. Um, when we look to our past and say, oh, it can be better. And we look to our future and say, oh, it's going to be better, right? Uh -huh. Rather than the depression sets in when we do it the opposite. Oh, I was so much better when. It was so much better when, you know, back in the past uh, you know, is I so good. I constantly think about that all the time. Yeah. I, I've forgotten that it had come from Dr. Paul, but I yeah. think about that all the time. Mm -hmm. I think about how great and how wonderful my past was. And then I have to always constantly remind me, no, it was horrible. <laughs> like, there are some really bad times. Yeah, of course there's good times. There's good times and bad times mm -hmm. in every situation. Yeah. But I have to remember, like, do I really want to be the person that I was in 2013? Nope. Yeah, yeah. No way. I am a much better, way more educated, way more, uh, just a good person all around. Way better than yeah. I was before. And that same depression happens when you're thinking, oh, the past was good and the future is oh, going to be bad. Those days, you don't get them yeah, back. You know, yeah. it's so easy to do that nowadays. Oh, 2019 wasn't that great. You know? <laughs> Couldn't we just go back to that? You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. But exactly. so, so if we want to turn that around and get out of that depression, get out of that dump that we're in or the low pit or whatever you want to call it, then you start looking at the past. I, it could have been better. Yeah. And the future, it will be better, yeah. right? The future will be better. So when we change that kind of mindset into us, then we can we can soar. Okay, so let's now Ooh. tell to you about the pattern, the goal setting pattern that will so change this, all goal setting. Is that going to change? <laughs> is that so? I'm going to get my goals now. Is that going to help? Me? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I really do. You, you really think that this this right here is the secret sauce for all, all of us to get I our do. goals way easier. I do. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. And for so that pattern thing. is this are are the four human gifts. I believe that the four human gifts are a true pattern to getting oh, your so goals. Oh, so they're not just gifts, but they go in a pattern. I'm saying that. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so the pattern is being aware first. Knowing where Step you one, are. Aware of the problem. Right? So if we're talking about goals, right? Yep. You got to know where you are first. Yep. Just like shooting and a gun. <laughs> if you're going to shoot a launcher, right? And you're going to say, okay, and one guy's watching, say you're going across a mountain and, and this guy says, okay, shoot the gun four degrees to the right and for, to this to hit the target on the other side of the mountain. Like a mortar. Yep. Right. Okay. So, um, but if you don't know where you are, that four degrees is not going to matter. Right? you got to know where you are to know that four degrees to the right or four degrees yeah. to the left. You have to know where you are. So being aware of who you are, where you are first, okay? I am addicted to food. Yep. I have now admitted that I'm an addict. Right. Okay, I'm going to fully take it on. I've got to conquer this thought patterns that I have that I have to turn to food to everything, okay? Okay. All right. So that is being aware. It's being honest with yourself, telling yourself the truth. There's a really great book. Tell yourself the truth mm -hmm. that you can th think of that. And then knowing who you are. That's being aware too, right? Yeah. You are one of God's children. 
God doesn't want you to be miserable. God doesn't want you to live like this, right? Yeah. Uh, the second, and then the third thing is to visualize what, um, correct envisioning, right? A focus on personal attitudes. Visualize, like, what does God want for me? Mm-hmm. right that's that goal setting process as visualize everything receive a vision from heavenly father telling you how things could be different right and that's okay. all being within the awareness that makes sense right so then the second step is that conscience these are your core values what core values am i going to live at what core values am i going to live by what core values do i embrace um, as way I th- love to look at this is that we did this in the other podcast is to just think about Heavenly Father, right? Heavenly Father has a body. So, and he gave me a body. So therefore I need to take care of my body. Heavenly Father talks about education. Yeah. Right. And he wants us to be educated. So therefore I need to have a goal about my education and keep my self educated, keep myself self-educated. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, so what do you think imagination? How do you think imagination would go into your uh, goal setting? Uh, vision for the, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. You know, there you go, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to have a vision and an imagination for that vision, and it can come true. Yeah. So what we call in the energy world manifesting, or what we call in the religion world, which is what this is, um, yeah, vision um, is spiritual goals, uh, things that we take to the Lord and he will, you know, show us the way. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really important to visualize the person that you're going to become as a result of the goal, Mm -hmm. because then your brain wants to try to figure out how to get there. Yeah. And that's the key. But if you think how, how horrible your life is going to be in the future, then you're constantly thinking and your brain will start to develop things that will make your life worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we got to imagine hope, hope. We have to have that hope, right? We talked about the hope and in pretend, the future. Pretend that we have it now. Pretend that we can, mm-hmm. you know, there just you live yeah. it now. Yeah. Live the attitude that you are yeah. who you are. And in constant, constantly envisioning this increases our desire to do it. That totally makes sense. Increases right? the desire. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but that's it totally increases true. our desire to do it, to take action. Mm-hmm. And if we keep visualizing, keep visualizing. Remember, we talked about falling in love with it in the forefront of your of your yeah. mind, right? You've got to fall in love with your goal. You have to fall in love with it to keep it at the forefront of your mind. Otherwise, it's just going to be forgotten, mm-hmm. and or, or not even done. So if you can visualize it, keep it, fall in love with it, think about it all the time. How can I improve it? Oh, he said, what is it? You know, right? Like all of this stuff. Then you fall in love with your goal and that's when you're in, that's when your imagination can go wild, right? Yeah. Imagining, oh, I'm going out with that guy. Oh, he's going to come over tonight. What am I going to wear? Right? Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. So, um, okay. So staying focused, it helps you stay focused and it gives you hope. Yes. Okay. Things like that we don't talk about with goal setting. Do you think it's smart goals? It doesn't have... And visualize it to uh, increase your desire. See, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And that's kind of important. It is important. It is important. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, they, they can be relevant and attainable and timely and and all of those things. Achievable. But, yep. Yeah. yeah but it's not. Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't have that in there. And then the last one is the, the action, right? The action of actually going and doing what you 
have increased your desire, right? We have that want to want, and then we have a little bit of desire. And then when that desire leads to the action, do you see how they build upon each other? Yeah. Isn't this so much fun? That's exactly how my goals have come to pass is not because I I kept just reminding myself of what's going to happen. But also what happens a lot with me with goals, I can set 90 day goals, but my goals will change throughout the rest of the time because I will think of shortcuts Mm. to get to my goal. Yeah. Because I'm imagining it and my brain's going a million miles an hour. Let's come up with a new way, a new way, a better way. Yeah. Yeah, All the time. Yeah. Oh gosh. It just reminds me of a story. So remember uh, there was a story where, where the guy says, okay, I want you to pick up, take the apples from that tree and bring them down to this bucket down here at the bottom Mm. of the hill. And so the guy goes, okay. So he'd grab a couple apples and carry them down the hill and grab another couple apples and walk back up and down the mountain. And he goes, now it's not working. I wonder if there's a better way, if there's a better way. And they start putting him in his shirt and carrying him down to the shirt. And then he got a wheelbarrow and started running the wheelbarrow. Then he brought the bucket up to there, up to the tree and did it. And he goes, our minds are always looking for better ways to doing things. Yeah, so that's not going to happen unless we imagine it. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to imagine it. I, I, I guess I didn't realize that with my goal recently that I haven't been imagining things. Mm. I haven't been pretending that this goal that I have or even having a goal of a brighter future. Yeah. You know, if we can have a goal of a brighter future and like what it's going to look like and striving for that. Um, I mean, it's that famous MLK speech, I have a dream. Mm-hmm. He wants to make yeah. his dream come true. Yeah. Why was it so, his movement so effective? Because he used the gifts of humanity to inspire others yeah. to persuade them to a better life. He used this exact pattern, actually. Yeah, he did. The salesmen use this exact pattern, right? They they take your awareness and make you aware of a problem. You have bugs or yeah. whatever the, the problem is. And right. And then they give you your conscience. Well, you know, applying to the right and wrong uh-huh. versus of this. And then they give you an imagination. It can be uh, better. A lot of the times in sales, um, especially the kind of sales that I do over the phones, it's funny that you have to realize that they have to admit to themselves they had they were the ones that caused the problem. Mm. they're the ones that forgot their password on their computer. So they need help, tech support, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones that, I mean, this is what I do for a living. I love, this is why I love sales is because it's the art of persuasion. It's the art of, it's not that I'm manipulating someone into a sale. Mm-hmm. I never want that. I want them to realize themselves that they have a problem and that they can't fix it out on their own. Mm. Because if they don't think that they have a problem, you can't help them. Can't help them. <laughs> yeah, that's so if true. If they don't think that they're the ones that caused the mm-hmm. problem, I can't help them. So it's a it's a proactive thing, right? We have to be proactive about this. This whole thing is about proactivity. In fact, it's in the chapter proactivity in Seven Habits, right? We <laughs> have to. That's the first step in everything is to be proactive, to know where you are, to take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly. So salespeople use the same pattern. This same pattern can be applied to um, setting your goals. And um, just one thing more about in uh, independent will, when our power to act, God has given us that power to act, right? So we can act and do do things. But when you're an agent, 
think about this as, as God has given you the agent, right? You're going to be my agent. So you're going to go down there, do what I've asked you to do, and then come back and report, right? Mm -hmm. So you are representing Heavenly Father. So in our actions, are we, we got to remember that we are not just acting, but we're acting and representing. We're doing what he wants us to do, but we're also representing him. Yeah. And so we've got to do both. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful? So powerful. Okay, so just a, another one. Just to, so that's the four steps, right? Then, then that, and I think that that's a really, really great pattern to um, set your goals. Uh, but just a, a last thing to remember that I like to call it social charity. To be social, right? Mm -hmm. And and to pass on love and charity. Social charity, man. I do that all the time. I didn't think that that was a thing, but it is absolutely like we we've recently found a new group of friends and and, you know, they will they will shower us with gifts and with food and with whatever. Mm -hmm. But because because they we're like people that will actually listen to what they want and mm -hmm. what they have and and we give it our way for free like we. We totally love them, and we want to do that for them. We don't, we don't expect anything in return, but they always feel like they have to give us a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff because it's <laughs> it's that social charity. It, yeah. And right now, that's what we need a lot. Yeah. We need that a lot, especially with the, so much isolation that's going on with COVID. You know, a lot of people, they are hungry for mm -hmm. and need that for. And the people that are strong enough, I didn't think social charity was a thing, but absolutely old people that feel alone in their home that mm -hmm. just need someone to talk to. Yeah. That means the world to that person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also we can think of it as um, ethical, right? Are our goals ethical? In other words, <laughs> the one I, I love to think about is if everyone did it, would it, would it, would it sustain the world? If, every did if everyone did. did what I'm about to do, right? If I, if I was kinder to you and everybody was kinder to everybody yeah. else, would that improve the world? Of course. Absolutely. If I threw out my gum out the window and everybody threw their gum on the ground, Ooh. would that, <laughs> would that so make the world better? <laughs> no. Right? Would, if sense. I lie and cheat and steal. That's a good would, rule. I like yeah, that. That's smart. Yeah. I really like it too. So if everyone did it, would it improve the world? And if not, then why are you doing it? <laughs> That's right? a good point. Why are you doing it? That's a good point. So I, I sit there in the car with this gum that I don't want, and I don't have anything to put it in, and I'm driving down the street, and I'm like, I want to throw it out the window. I want to throw it out the window. But if everybody did it, it wouldn't sustain the planet. <laughs> so funny. It's silly. But if you have that mentality of doing only things that would help the humankind, and because that's what God wants us to do, right? He wants us to help the human race. Yeah. And so if we're only doing the things that would help the human race, everything. And what I love about this too is that it, it shows the heart and the logical. It brings the logical and the heart yeah. Yeah. together. Because a lot of the times, the reason why I think the conservative movement in America is losing is because they, there's no heart. It's only logic. It's only yeah. facts. It's only people aren't persuaded on facts and with no, logic. not at all. They're important and they need to yeah. be said. And it, I'm not disputing that. And and those that those evidences and 
those things are important, but it's not what persuades people to conserve what they have. And that's what I love mm-hmm. about liberals is that they have the heart, yeah, but they don't always have the logic to go with it, <laughs> right? So this kind of yeah. marries the two, and I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's do a recap, okay? So setting your goals using this pattern. The first step is? Awareness. Yeah, becoming aware, mm-hmm. knowing who you are, where you are, and visualizing the big vision of who you want to be, being aware that there is a vision, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wearing aware that I can be something different. Yeah, that, that's the first step. Second step is? Oh, uh, <laughs> second step, that's the, the conscience. Yeah, right? second yeah. step is conscience, right? And that's knowing exactly what God wants you to know. The right and wrong, right. good and evil, true and false. Yes, yeah. and it, but it's also yeah, choosing good goals, right? It's choosing God goals. That, goals yeah, too. ethical yeah. goals. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then the third step? Is um, imagination. Yeah, imagining. Imagining your future better. And what's going to make it there. And then always keeping that goal in the forefront of your mind. Always constantly thinking of better ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Who else should I call? Who else can help me? What other books do I need to read? What other skills do I need to grab? And your brain will do that naturally. It does. So just it does. let it happen. <laughs> if, you, if, if you continue to imagine. Yes. But if, if you, you don't continue to stop ima- thinking yeah, exactly. about it, it's not going to happen. That totally makes sense. Right? If that guy who was walking up and down that mountain bringing those apples to that truck... If he didn't imagine he a didn't, better future, yeah. he would never come he up with something Exactly, better. exactly, yep. All right, fourth step is? Uh, let's see, the fourth step is, I've got imagination. Uh, this was, oh, the action. <laughs> yeah, the, taking that action, right? Action. Taking the action and doing it, actually doing it. Because sometimes you can have all of these except for action, right? One of my a old sayings, if, uh, a thought, an idea is just an idea without action. Yeah. In other words, it doesn't mean anything. If mm-hmm. it's just a thought and if it's just your imagination, it's great. That's great to dream and it's great to dream big. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. But unless there's action, it's never going to happen. Right. You have to take the, You have to take every single one of these steps. Mm-hmm. You really do. And then the last one that I put in is that social charity. Is it good for the all of the humankind? Just making sure you ask that question and that you follow that. Yeah. And do the things that were good for all humans. Makes so. sense. Cool? That's super cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys can use that in your lives too. We encourage you to um, to structure your goals around this, to structure your change around this, to structure your um, addiction recovery around this. I can see this implementing. I, I see the vision now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just kind of was like, so what? At the beginning of this, yeah. we doing the show prep, I was like, okay. So what? No, yeah. It's awesome. So yeah. I hope you guys see it too. So use this pattern for your goal setting. Use this pattern for everything. Like I use it in my communication with my kids, getting them to clean their room. I use this pattern. Yeah, it's it's just an amazing, amazing pattern. And really, it's just the gifts of the Spirit, right? It's yeah. God's gifts to us God's as humans. Us. But we can use them in a specific way. And wow, how cool that he'd give us gifts that had a pattern to them. I mean, you know, how cool. That's uh, not surprising <laughs> to me. He does it all the time. No, but how? why didn't I know this before? <laughs> right. That's okay. You yeah. learn it now. Right. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 
This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.